Welcome back to another episode of Agile Way podcast, where we explore challenges organizations face on their Agile journey. How to become great Scrum Master, how to change your leadership style, or how to embrace agility at the organization level. I'm Suzy Shukova, Agile coach, certified Scrum trainer, and author of the great Scrum Master book and Agile leader book, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm passionate about business agility, organizational culture, and Agile leadership, and that was the reason why I decided to start this podcast, to share with you my experiences and stories from my Agile journey. For the third series of this podcast, I'm inviting speakers of Agile Prague Conference so they can introduce their topics and they can also share with us a little bit about themselves and what they see happening in an Agile space. If you want to hear more, we would invite you for Agile Prague Conference September 1920, 2022. So welcome everyone. Uh, let me welcome here Nafis. He is one of our uh, Agile Prague speakers for 2022. So uh, I was wondering if you can share with us a little bit about what are you passionate about in Agile space? So thank you very much uh, for, for inviting me, Zuzi. I'm really excited. I'm actually looking forward to uh, presenting the and running the workshop at Agile Prague. Um, I guess if I was to speak about what I'm passionate about in the Agile space these days, it's, uh, it's working with the leadership teams. And um, uh, there are different aspects, so, it, so I'll, I'll probably cover a few things. Um, so we know that the data-driven design and you know approaching things with keeping data in mind has always been in everybody's perspective. But uh, when we're working with the clients and when they are going on a transformation or starting an agile journey, oftentimes what happens is that we do talk about data, but usually the transformations are not led from that angle. What I find very interesting and what I'm really passionate about is the working with the leadership team to make sure that we use data-driven uh, approach from the very get-go. It also means that when we are thinking about, you know, how they are designing their organization, so, you know, we do some kind of co-creation with them. Uh, so we make sure we understand how is it that, you know, we define the objective of the transformation, for example, what is it that what North Star looks like for them? And if this is what the North Star looks like for them, uh, not, don't just look, talk about some fancy terms, but also say, how are we going to quantify success? You know, what are the metrics that we're going to look at? And then, you know, create a baseline from there. And, you know, from then onwards, you say, okay, three months, six months, eight months, 12 months, and continue measuring and, and see how we are improving, which is very important in my opinion, because what happens that uh, management team needs to take sometimes tough decisions. And if uh, the understanding of what the true North Star is, is not there, uh, you you won't be able to make those tough decisions. And uh, uh, working with the leadership team, uh, what I value is that, you know, having that discussion upfront sets them for success as opposed to, you know, bringing that up somewhere in the middle of the journey. So that's, that's one thing that I'm very excited about and I'm very passionate about. And I guess working with the leadership team also comes with uh, an interesting dynamic because when you work with uh, at a team level or at a team of team level, there is a usual understanding that, um, you know, there would be coaching provided or, you know, they work as a team together. However, when you, when you reach to the leadership level, 
very, very seldom you would see the leadership team itself working together as a team. And that's where I think we are missing a trick here a little bit. Um, so when we go in, we do provide, you know, training to the leadership team. As I said, we do do a lot of co-creation of, you know, what does the design of the new organization looks like, the metrics and whatnot. But we do not spend a lot of time working at the leadership team as a team themselves, because at the end of the day, the organization, the challenges that they're going to face, it would not be just one leader. It would be the team, the leadership team that would need to solve that problem. So understanding the dynamics between the team and, you know, coaching them, not just as an individual, but, you know, as a system is something that I find very, very fascinating. Uh, this is also something which is related to uh, my talk as well, which I, I guess we'll cover that in a little bit of detail. But uh, yeah, I, I find it very fascinating. And at the end of the day, you would be you'd be surprised to know that, you know, the working with leadership team is, of course, different from working with other teams. But in many, many ways, it is very similar to working with a small team as well. So working with teams, uh, how is it different from, um, you know, if you approach them as individuals, now, when you start approaching them as a team? Uh, so I guess what happens working as a collective, there is uh, a lot happening and there is a lot at stake. Um, an individual interaction, a coaching an individual is, is not easy, don't get me wrong. I mean, there is still a lot of, uh, mm. there is in an entire body of knowledge and, you know, um, there is a lot that you need to learn if you were to coach a team. But working with the systems you you look at the intangible so much more than you would as coaching a team. And I think one thing that I find really fascinating and, and perhaps that is the major, the biggest difference is that the understanding or the assumption and belief, I would imagine, saying that the system as a whole has the capacity to self-heal itself is empowering as a coach, and, but also as, as a team as well. Because what you would do is... An, you would perhaps play back what you are observing, the dynamics that is happening, you know, when somebody crosses their arm, when, you know, somebody else says something and, you know, just playing it back at them is extremely powerful because everybody sees that. But when you are coaching them as a collective, as a group, and when you play that back, it just changes the dynamic differently. I mean, people would probably be feeling um, maybe a little annoyed at, you know, how some of the, their colleagues are behaving. But when you play it back to them saying, hey, I'm experiencing this, I'm noticing that, you know, there is a bit of a tension in room. What do we want to do about it? It changes the dynamic quickly. The tension which was there a second ago kind of does not become an unsaid implicit fact, but it becomes more of a, oh, we know that we are, it comes from uh, unconscious incompetence to, you know, we know that it comes in, into our consciousness and we then the team takes an action on that. So that's, I find very, very interesting about uh, working together as team and, you know, coaching a system together instead of an individual. We were both uh, going through the ORSC uh, education, right? When I did that a uh, couple of years back, it was some sort of an eye-opening to see, like, there is this different, almost like a world coming and covering for me. So, but for people, it's very often, I realize when I talk about it, similar to what you just said, that system is very abstract and they don't know like what to imagine behind it. So can you give us a little more of clarity about when you say a system, what do you mean by that? Yeah, most of what I was talking about is influenced by OSC. When I say a system, a system is, it's not just the individual components, it's the interaction between the individual components that is very important. An example of a system is a small agile team working on a product. An example of a system is, you know, the siblings in the house. So, you know, that's, that's a system as well. 
in terms of, of the leadership team, you know, the, the group of executives working together, which they seldom do as a team together, but that's, that's an example of a system as well. And of course, you know, you could also have two brothers who have a family owned business. That's also an example of a system. What I separated from the individual coaching is that in an individual coaching, even if you are coaching a team, yes, you would be observing sessions with the team, uh, regardless of what level of the organization the teams are, but your coaching agreement and the contract that you would do as a coach and the coachee would be within an individual. Whereas when you coach the entire system, you have entire team, uh, the group of people that constitutes the team that you would be coaching them together. So that, that is what you would call uh, the system. And of course, it can vary in the size. If you, you, you can also think that, you know, the society is as a system as well. For example, the workshop that I'm running in Agile Prague, I'm using a simulation there. And the idea is that, you know, there are different viewpoints uh, in, in an organization if they are going on a transformation. Um, and the different viewpoints that I'm going to talk about is, so for example, there is, there is a group of people who are leading the change. So they are the change people. Uh, then there is uh, some other leaders in the organization who have a different point of view. So for example, somebody in the finance have a different perspective. Somebody in the operations have a very different perspective to, you know, how change should, should be brought about. And then there are the people whom uh, the change is, so to speak, bestowed upon, right? And, you know, how they work together in that system and how the alignment exists or, or doesn't exist, for example. And, you know, what would you do as a coach if you were to consider them all as part of a system? And then, you know, how would you coach them? So the workshop that I'm talking about, say, uh, let's say this is an imaginary situation that you would find um, yourself in a similar situation most often than not. So if you do find yourself in a similar situation, how would you as a coach that is working not with individuals, but with the systems, bring all these different perspectives from all of these different parties and run a workshop, a facilitated workshop to bring all those perspectives. And whenever there is a lack of alignment, what would you do and how would you create alignment between those different perspectives? And then, you, of course, you would use the principles of system coaching to kind of make sure to steer, bring out the self-healing capacity of the system. Uh, to create the alignment. Yeah, lack of alignment. That's, um, I would say, very common. Like almost everywhere I went, it's visible on products, it's visible on a changing organizations, it's visible on a team level. So that will be definitely a good experience for people to join. So I would like to look a little bit into your history. So if you can share with us, so what was your biggest learning on your agile journey? Um, that's that's a very interesting question. And if, I, if I'm honest, my biggest learning is the awareness that I have developed about myself. Because the more I, so, you know, the interesting thing about the leadership team is that, you know, when you work with them and when you talk about the leadership development and, you know, the, the aspects of, you know, the adults' psychological development, the more you start learning about them, the more you realize it's not about them, it's about you. And I guess for the last few years, I've been uh, looking into that space. And understanding myself or, you know, how I behave in certain situations or why does, why do my ears kind of start burning a little bit uh, when, you know, when I face a certain situation, why does my heart start beating faster? Why do I face resistance within myself to say a sentence to a certain somebody, you know, getting that awareness, self-awareness, getting in control of that is perhaps the biggest learning journey that I am. I, I wouldn't say. This is the, the learning that I've had already. This is the learning journey that I am on. And there is so much more to learn. 
we are slaves of our upbringing, you know, the, the country that we've uh, born into, the family, the, the culture, the religion, all the different countries that we've been part of, that have been through the jobs that we've held, the roles that we've held. Also, you know, if you're the youngest or the eldest sibling, uh, if you had, uh, you know, stable parents, all of that, we are slave of our upbringing and understanding your reaction, your identification of who you are and uh, what you're trying to achieve is, is something that, that fascinates me a lot. And I think that's where my biggest learning um, and what's my current learning is also. Very nice. So there was a history. Now let's look into the future. So what would you say is the future of Agile? You know, 20 years from now, and it could be more, but I'm looking for something, you know, 20 years ago-ish. There was this Agile manifesto created. Now it changes from that time on, right? Now it's a slightly different perspective we are having when we're talking about Agile. So what do you think is the future of it? It's a really hard question to answer. And... uh... And of course, we can only speculate, right? <laughs> um, I, I think what would happen in 20 years or what I would hope would happen in 20 years is that, um, you know how we have moved from uh, the industrial age to you know, the information age and how we, we talk about, in, especially in the agile space, we talk about knowledge workers uh, as opposed to you know, people standing at the assembly lines and you know how that is different um, in, in the current world and how the expertise required, the management style required, the way the organization is structured, the way the work is broken down, all, all of that, how that is different. I think uh, the next shift that we would see is that, so it has moved from knowing certain specialist skills to you know working together as teams. I think where it would move in the next 20 years is more into the space of empathy and and relationships and and emotional intelligence i was looking at some of the things that you know the kids these days go through in their school i mean i was never taught any of that stuff in when i was i went to school maybe they're going to better schools perhaps but i think the the biggest change in the organizations would be a lot more emphasis on emotional intelligence and it would not be something that you know you would be embarking on a change journey to achieve just the society in general um, and, and by, by extension, the employees in an organization would have at a starting position a lot more empathy than, you know, we would see perhaps today. Of course, you know, with any change, there would always be, you know, people who would be leading that change. And of course, there would be laggers. But I think uh, I would hope that's a change in the society of 20 years from now. And if I was to connect it to how does this relate to the agile space? Perhaps that would just make it so much more conducive to the small A agile, just being agile without even knowing it. So it would not be used as a special taxonomy. It would just part become part of the normal vernacular or you know the normal modus operandi. This is how everybody behaves. This is how things are, are getting done. It's 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 just is, uh, so to speak. So yeah, that's what I would hope that you know the 20 years from now would look like. It's a nice hope. And with having said so, I would like to invite everybody to not only your workshop at Agile Prague, but the entire conference, you know, going face to face. It's always great. So uh, looking forward to see you in Prague in September. Likewise, and thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Agile Way podcast hosted by Zuzi Shakova, author of the great Scrum Master book and Agile Leader book. 
If you love listening to this podcast, please leave us a review. If there is any topic you are particularly interested in and would like to hear another episode on it, let me know. For more information about me and my Agile classes, visit our website sochova.com, S-O-C-H-O-V-A.com. Thank you for listening.